Hey, hey, everybody. So, okay, today in um, this episode, we are going to talk about survival of the fittest and how you have basically misunderstood it your whole life. And I also think, too, we've misunderstood it because the way it's been taught to us has been all wrong. We tend to think of survival of the fittest as being those who survive are the strongest, right? Right? Like lions and, and sharks and, and, and all these things that are supposedly really strong, right? People, people that are the strongest, they're the ones that survive and the weak die off, right? Weakest link and all of those things kind of stemmed from the idea of survival of the fittest. But I kind of want to put that under a microscope for a minute and I want to really talk about it. Like I want to talk about what it actually means, and why your misunderstanding, our misunderstanding of this has really caused us as, as a society and, and obviously us as individuals to be focusing all on the wrong things and to become sidetracked. And this is why we are struggling to find success, why we do not have an abundance mindset, why we are, you know, floundering in self-doubt and comparison and just so many things that block us from blessings in our life. I mean, can I get an amen, right? Because so many of you are looking at other people like they're stronger than you. I mean, maybe physically, but maybe you're looking at them like, oh my gosh, they're they're more popular. Oh, oh my gosh, like they have so many more followers. Oh my gosh, like they've already succeeded in this business before. Oh my gosh, they have how many degrees? Like we tend to look at strength in in things that we can do in things that we have done in all of the things right how many things where we are juggling i'm sorry i don't know how to take the sound notifications off my computer so we're just going to deal with it okay uh this leads into <laughs> um the ultimate definition of what survival of the fittest really is, and it's really centered all up, all up in adaptability, flexibility. Okay, this is literally the biggest factor in evolution, right? So when we're thinking survival of the fittest, right, and Charles Darwin, and what is he known for, right? Like his theory of of evolution, right? The, the survival of the fittest, but it's evolution is all about adaptation. Right. So why is it that certain species have outsurvived others? Because of their ability to adapt. They're constantly adapting to their environments, their surroundings, their predators, the changing environments, the, you know, all of these things. And so they're surviving for thousands of years. Right. And if you're an evolutionist, billions of years. Right. Like, that is what it's all about, friends, okay, is adaptability. So it is not strength that means survival. It is not strength that ensures, you know, the longevity of your success, your life, your career, your happiness, your whatever, right? It is your adaptability. And so I want to challenge you guys. How would adaptable are you? Because I will say this, we as a society, we as, as a generation have become so rigid. We have become rigid in our mindsets. We have become stubborn. We have become immovable all at the same time 
becoming more spineless. And what I mean by that is um, you, you can't, what you have to stand for has to be fluid. Like it can't be resolute. It has to be everything. It has to be anything, right? You can't take a position and stand there and be resolved in it because you have to appease everybody, right? How many of you guys feel me on that? And so that's what I mean by spineless is you can't be resolved to believe what you believe and then stand up for it and have courage in that even if it goes against the grain or even if it's not like the rest of your family or the rest of your school, the rest of your social media or or whatever, okay? Um, We have to appease anybody and everybody. We have to always be politically correct. We always have to say the right thing at the right time to the right people the right way. And you're probably thinking, Courtney, what the flip does this have to do with adaptability? And I'm going to tell you, it's because we are not adapting. Okay, we have become more rigid, meaning we have become more stubborn. We have become more inflexible in our thinking. We have become more black and white, this or that, you know, uh, go or stay. Like, it's like it has to be in one camp or the other, right? You were either for me or against me. You were either for this or against it. It is not adaptable. And so when you take something or somebody or a situation or a circumstance and you pluck it out of what it knows and you transplant it into something completely different, they are so inflexible. They are so incapable of adapting that they spend more energy fighting their new surroundings, their new circumstances, their new life because that's just what they're that's what they're used to. It, they're so used to being fearful and fighting it. They are used to um excuse me. <clears throat> they are they're just so used to standing up against it and fighting it then they are being adaptable, right? We talk uh, several times in this podcast about radical acceptance. I want you to also think radical acceptance is also radical adaptability. Radical means of adapting to new and changing situations. I will tell you that being flexible, right? Having a flexible mindset is not only key to success, but really key to happiness, Because if you are so rigid that you cannot adapt to new things that happen in your life and the curveballs that are thrown at you, you will constantly be in this this war, this war with yourself, this war with stuff you cannot control, right? We talk a lot about locus of control. And if you have a, you know, either a high or a low locus of control, you are constantly battling between, you know, Believing you don't control things that you actually have control over, right? Which is yourself and your circumstance and your thoughts and your beliefs and actions. Or a high locus of control where you're spending and wasting so much energy trying to control the things that you absolutely cannot. And both of those mindsets are so rigid and stubborn and immovable that they prohibit you and they stop you and block you from being more adaptable, you know, and flexible, for you to be able to thrive in whatever environment you're placed. That is really the key. That is really the key to survive, love the fittest is adaptability. Why do you think mosquitoes are still around, right? Um, it's not because they're big, okay? It's not because they're strong. It's not because of their predatory prowess, right? No, 
they adapt they adapt to climates they adapt to to what they feed off of they adapt to all this stuff that's why they're still around unfortunately after millions of years right um you know, tigers don't look the same as they did thousands of years ago. Uh, alligator, like oh, so many things. Literally every animal looks different. In fact, we have different animals now <laughs> than existed thousands of years ago because of evolution, because of adaptability. And when I talk about evolution, I mean, we as people constantly need to be evolving because we are adapting. The animals that do not adapt, do not survive. The animals that do not adapt to new and changing conditions, to new predators that are coming, to, you know, the new climate, the new weather, the new, you know, droughts that happen, whatever, right? They die because they are so inflexible in their ability to adapt. Those who adapt, right? They have that saying, you know, adapt and overcome, especially, I'm, you know, as a military spouse, like that's, <laughs> that is like a big saying, we adapt and overcome, right? You have to adapt to the changes that are going to be thrown your way because trust me, friend, lots of changes and unexpected things are going to be thrown your way. You can have a great plan of attack, right? You can have this great uh, plan for your life. You can have everything set out before you with all the tools and everything and then bam, something huge happens and messes all those up. How quickly and efficiently can you adapt? Because those who get stuck, those who get sidetracked, those who get derailed by that and who are inflexible and incapable of adapting will die. And I'm not talking physically. <laughs> I'm just, their dreams, their hopes, their future, they will, they will become stagnant. They will stop. They will suffer. They will not thrive. Those who are adaptable to new and changing situations will thrive in life, right? And it's not even just about survival of the fittest. It's, it's who of the fit can thrive. Okay, that is whoever is the most adaptable. And so I want you to think to yourself, how adaptable am I? The moment that new things arise in my relationships, the moment that I'm fired from a job, the moment, and I'm going to say this because our team uh, in Louisiana, unfortunately, I just kind of want to stop and pause and, and ask everybody if you're, if you're a praying kind of person to stop and say a prayer for our, our Louisiana team. They suffered a huge loss uh, this week due to Hurricane Laura. Um, a lot of them thankfully evacuated, but did come back home to leveled houses and flattened communities, and they will definitely be having to relocate. And so as we're talking about adaptability, there will be there will be two people that arise out of this circumstance, people who are adaptable and people who pivot and grow from this and learn how to thrive again because they're adaptable. They, you know, while they are stunned and shocked at the devastation that has befallen their community and their homes and their families, they are quickly adapting and, and growing and moving and changing with the changes, right? And then you're going to get other people who are completely devastated by it and who live and wallow in that devastation and who aren't able to adapt, who refuse to adapt, who refuse to change with the changes, who are immovable and inflexible in their thinking and they get stuck. And they will get stuck there until they either change or die, and yes, it's that extreme. 
How many of you guys know people who have, you know, been raised in communities that they can't stand, have been, have been stuck in circumstances they hate, who are, who are suffering in relationships that don't feed them or fuel them, right? ones that are harmful and all these circumstances, right? And they stay and they stay there until they either change their mind and, and become adaptable and move right? They move along, they change their circumstances, they take control over what they can control, or they just die in, in that circumstance. Never change it. And so I want to impress upon you the dire need you have to adapt. And what it means, especially in our changing world, it is changing faster than we can keep up with. How adaptable can you be? Your rate of adaptation determines your rate of growth. Okay, I want you, if you're writing things down, if you are taking mental notes, I want you to, I want you to brand this in your brain. I want you to, you know, Take a hot iron and brand it onto your brain, which is your rate of adaptability determines your rate of growth because changes will always come, right? I don't care how prepared you are. Changes will always come. I don't care how great your plan is. Some parts of that plan will fall apart because there are things that you cannot control, You can control your reaction. You can control lots of things, but you cannot control certain circumstances outside of that. And how quickly you adapt determines how successful you will be. I, it's weird why I always default to sports analogies because I am anything but a sports person, (laughs) but I want you to think football teams, Football teams that are the most, I want you to think of the most successful franchises. I'm not even going to say which ones I like, <laughs> the Patriots, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. This season might suck because we've lost two, we've lost, actually lost a lot of really good players. So I don't know. We might go back into the drought like the Bledsoe days. Um, but anyway, I want you to think of the most winningest teams of football, right? I want you to think of the, well, the most successful franchises in history, right? All of them have had some kind of, um, you know, big wins and, and amazing seasons like the 49ers and the Cowboys and the Dolphins, right? Like all of, all of these great franchises. I want you to think about um, when they were great. They were adaptable. Their players were highly adaptable. Do you think that every time the teams line up, right, at the line of scrimmage and, you know, the balls, yeah, hike, right, whatever, right, you got Peyton, Omaha, right, whatever, like, do you think that every time they step up to that line of scrimmage, every single play goes according to plan and it plays out just absolutely perfect? No. And if that was their expectation, you know, a team, every single time they walked up to the line of scrimmage, they would suck. In fact, that might be why a lot of the teams suck is that because they are, they are not good, adaptable players. They are not good at adapting to swift changes. Because I can tell you this, they may not be anticipating that the opposite team, right, the defense, that they're going to blitz, that they are going to switch things up and throw someone on the outside to get, whatever. They don't know that. They can do their best to predict, but guess what? People juke, people change things, people change routes and patterns, and then it's like, whoa, they stacked the quarterback out of nowhere. We had no idea that was coming. 
right? How many times do they have a play where they're like, oh, I'm going to throw to the wide receiver over here, but then the quarterback has to change their plan, right? That, that the, the play is to throw to that player, but they have to change and run with the ball. Like, all the time. <laughs> but what happens if they were like, no, this is the play. I must throw the ball, right? No, because if that player is covered, they risk getting an interception and all these other things that could possibly just ruin the, ruin the game for them. And so it's the teams that are the most adaptable to change and can look at certain circumstances and go, ooh, yeah, nope, not going to do that anymore. We have to go this way. And they don't wait. They don't stall, right? The quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to like weigh and calculate risks and rewards when he's thinking who to, nope, he doesn't have that time. He's like three seconds. Okay, I want you to, I want you to make a decision in three seconds, okay? Um, and so sometimes you don't get that luxury, Okay, if something happens, and I'm thinking back to our, our Louisiana team right now, they don't have the luxury right now of sitting there and being inadaptable. And I don't even know if inadaptability is a word, but that it's going to be a word now. Okay, um, they don't have they don't have the luxury of, of wallowing. They don't have the luxury of sitting there and being inflexible. They have to move. They have to adapt. They have to make these changes. They have to change with the changes that they've been right that they've been throwing a huge curveball. They have to think to themselves, okay, I don't have time to sit here and stand in my house that is submerged in water with trees on the inside. They're not supposed to be on the inside. <laughs> my roof is on the floor. It's supposed to be above me. What the heck? They don't have time to sit there, right? They have to think, where am I going to put my family tonight? Where are we going to live? How am I going to feed them? How are we going to transplant and live somewhere else and thrive and, and begin to establish a life? Like they don't have time to sit there in their broken home and think about how broken their home is. But trust me, there will be people who will do that and they will be stuck and they will not thrive and they will not survive their goals their dreams their hopes all these things that could have been had they been more adaptable will die and so to circle back around I want you to think survival of the fittest has nothing to do with strength has nothing to do with popularity, has nothing to do with how smart you are, how many degrees you have, how beautiful or handsome you might be. No, it has everything to do with how adaptable and flexible you are. I want to kind of go back to my days working as a clinical therapist and and one of the interventions we used with some of the kids that we would be working with was a program called Superflex. If you if you have I mean here's if you have kids, you should read this because it's great. It's a Superflex curriculum. I highly encourage you read about it. Um, watch some videos on YouTube. It is a paid curriculum, but you can get some free resources. Um, and it is great for teaching kids about this thought process. And so there's a character. It does. It talks about all these emotions and all of these um, behavior patterns and thought patterns that get kids that help them thrive or that that don't help them. Right. That that work against them. 
And they do this through the personification of these characters, right? Uh, there's some, there's the ultimate good guy. He's super flex, right? He's this uh, superhero. He's super, super flex. He helps people think super flexible and be adaptable and, you know, um, not so rigid and stubborn. And then you have the, you know, you have the villains. You have Mean Jean, who she makes people nasty and she calls people names and she makes us get really angry. Then you have Rock Brain. Rock Brain is, he helps, he helps people get, get stuck, right? They get, they get a thought and, or an idea in their head and they get stuck. They can't get off, they can't get off that idea and they just ruminate on it over and over and over and over again and it makes them really angry and it frustrates all the people around them and they're, they're immovable and inflexible in that, in that thought or desire or request, right? And then, then you have glass man and glass man shatters. His, his emotions are so big that, um, every, every, you know, turn around the corner, there's something they don't like, they just explode with emotion. That's Glassman, right? They're super fragile. Like walking, you know, you have that person you're walking on eggshells. Well, Glassman has a hold of them, okay? Um, and on and on. There's there's so many characters. And they go on telling these social stories about these circumstances and things that kids face. And they talk about how Superflex is trying to come in and save the day. But all these villains like Mean Gene and blah, 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 are, you know, they're taking over. And, and it talks about... Um, those thoughts. And ultimately you want to be like super flex. So you want super flex to come in because super flexible thinking and adaptability is ultimately what creates more happiness, more synergy, um, more success and thriving in life. And all those other thought patterns get people stuck and miserable and self-loathing and, you know, just filled with, you know, so much dis disdain, you know, for other people and, and, and even themselves and just certain things, right? They're, they're filled with jealousy and all this stuff, right? And so I kind of want to ask you, are you like Superflex? Are you highly adaptable? Are you able to look at circumstances and think to yourself, I'm not going to unpack and live here. I can experience certain emotions for a second. Ooh, hiccups. Sorry. I can experience certain emotions for a second, but then I'm going to pick up and move immediately. I am not going to unpack and live here. Yeah, I tell my team all the time and I would tell my clients and patients all the time, there are obviously circumstances that deserve emotional attention, but the point is to never unpack and live there because that is where dissatisfaction comes. That is where these deep rooted and deep seated emotions of resentment and anger and bitterness dwell when you unpack and live there, when you start to establish roots in those emotions is when you start to become your most inflexible self and giving in to those rock brains and glass mans and mean jeans, right? All those nasty thoughts, all those immovable, stubborn thought patterns, all those explosive emotions. And we don't want to be because nobody who is filled with joy and success has that. They are highly adaptable. They have, you know, high emotional intelligence. They are self-aware, right? They are highly adaptable because the survival of the fittest is the survival of whoever is the most adaptable, whoever can evolve with the changes. 
I'm challenging you to really look inward and ask yourself how adaptable you are to picking up and moving on, to switching the plan. My husband's in the military, I say that a lot, but they have to create these op orders and these mission briefs and all of these things, all these great plans for their, you know, their, their plan of attack, right? Their war game. Okay. And they make all these plans. I mean, some of them are like pages and pages and pages long, right? They have so many moving parts that they have to manage and, you know, personnel accountability and equipment and, and all of these things, right? And they have to create this plan of attack. But I'm going to tell you how frequently does that go according to plan? Does the enemy always do exactly what you think they're going to do, right? Does every single person in the opposing forces, right, the enemy forces always stick to their plan, right? You have all these good plans, but like so many moving parts, how many of those moving parts actually move the way that they're supposed to move at the time they're supposed to move in the way they're supposed to move, right? Never. That's life. <laughs> And so that's why they have that phrase, adapt and overcome, because you have to change with the changes. Like every great war movie you have ever seen, they've never gone according to plan. They have to be swift in their adaptability in order to survive, right? It is not the strongest army that wins. It is the most cunning and adaptable it is the most flexible, whoever can change and roll with the punches. And you know what? Usually the people who are really good at it are those who have adapted and overcame something else similar and used their failure or someone else's failure as a means of growing and learning and doing differently later on in life. Okay? I'm going to leave you guys with that. It's not about being the strongest. It's not about being the fastest. It's not about being the most popular or the most beautiful or the smartest or whatever you fill in the blank. It is about being the most adaptable. If things are going on in your life, how quickly and efficiently can you adapt and overcome? Because I'm going to tell you this, if you cannot adapt and overcome effectively, you will not thrive you will not survive. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. And as always, I hope you got some value out of it. I hope that it might have convicted some of you to really looking inward and challenging yourselves, challenging people you know, and I don't mean like challenging, like butt up against them, but you know, people on your team or spouses or whatever be like, oh my gosh, you got to hear this. So if you got some value from it, please, as always, take a screenshot, post it up on your stories, either on Facebook or Instagram, tag me at the Courtney Rogers.co, C-O, and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Or also, I love to hear what you guys want to learn about. Uh, like I said, we always kind of decode and demystify a lot of kind of common myths in this world of social selling, of marketing, and all the psychology behind relationship building and and self-development. We kind of really put everything under a microscope and really dive deep into that. So if there are things that you want to learn about, please do not hesitate to DM me and let me know. I love you guys so much. And again, if you could send up a little prayer or thought to our Louisiana team or just all those affected by the Lake Charles um, Hurricane Laura, please do so. Our thoughts and our prayers are with them. Until next time, I will catch you guys later. Peace out, guys.